What's up, everybody, and welcome to those few that are listening out there, if you are, uh, to the first episode of Permanent Marks. Uh, It's a podcast that we're hoping to do where we just kind of like talk and hang out as longtime wrestling buds um, and see where it goes. My name is Patrick Busey, and I'm here with uh, one of my oldest friends, uh, Aaron Parker. Well, first of all, I'm going to bury you a little bit as we start this podcast. He said a podcast that we hope to do. We are not hoping to do it. We are doing it. <laughs> this is Permanent Marks. We are here to stay. Yes, as he stated, my name is Aaron Parker, a.k.a. Two A's, a.k.a. Word Art, a.k.a. Uncle Trance, a.k.a. Too many uh, fucking A.K.A.'s. I don't know how many more is. we're going to have by the end of this run, but <laughs> it's been damn good, man. And we it's been a long time coming. We, uh, we got up... Um, what was it like two weeks ago? And we watched Full Gear, and we watched uh, we watched Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel as well. And, that. and we've been plotting on it since then, so it's been a long time in the making, man. So I'm excited to be here and ready to get things going. Awesome. Well, I guess we can like start off by just kind of like saying uh, a little about like our love of wrestling, just to get y'all into it. Or if you don't care, you can skip this part. But uh, <laughs> uh, I've I've loved wrestling for a long time i've liked it since i was probably like i think i started watching when i was like six or seven so i was born in 90 so 96 97 um in the in the good era uh uh in my room uh i had a poster of goldberg and my brother had a poster of stone cold steve austin (laughs) he won out in that poster battle um but uh I think the only reason that my parents didn't get me a Sting poster to go up against Austin was just that they were like, this one's WCW, this one's WWE. They're both similar-looking bald dudes. I think he'll like it. He likes meaty, bald dudes. I never knew that story, too. That's what's awesome awesome about this podcast, guys, is that as we go through, you know, um, this illustrious journey we're going to take, We'll learn things about each other that we uh, didn't know. But continue, because we, we we became friends through skateboarding. And, like, as we got older, skateboarding, yeah. as we got older, we realized that we were both wrestling fans and came back together kind of through that. So I didn't even know that. But continue on your, you know. Well, it's just, uh, I think, about, I think yeah. it's the same with everybody. And I think you kind of fill in the parts where I wasn't around for. Uh, I think you were watching, if not, like, through your brother, Sort of, but you were getting highlights during like the ruthless aggression era and stuff. For sure, I uh, I probably stopped watching in two thousand one, two thousand two, and that's like when I was in middle school and shit. Just like started like being not so cool to like be a wrestling fan. Well, we or were whatever. skating, we were skating, so we didn't care about that anymore. We stopped, that's true. We Our whole cartoons, lives were skating. You know? We were like, I'm a fucking natural born skater I'm too cool if i don't yeah. skate every day <laughs> you then, stop watching cartoons uh, you stop buying my toys, limbs yeah. will fall off you know every christmas is a uh, complete because it's so expensive as opposed to the latest wrestling dvd or anyway. but continue. and then and then after skateboarding uh really like died down for me in my early 20s um 32 now uh but in my early 20s uh, when I couldn't skateboard as much because, uh, you know, I fucked up all my joints, uh, I got back into wrestling through uh, my friend Jess uh, and through my friend Moretta. So um, ever since probably, like, I would say, like, that was 2015, 2014, I've been really into it again, um, and I follow everything. I mainly watch 
AEW. Um, I've always been uh, a person that likes like kind of like the underdog companies. And WWE I also watched for, you know, since I came back, which was seven years ago, six or seven years ago. And, you know, with anything that you watch in perpetuity that like literally just like goes on every week, you're going to get tired of it. So when AEW came around, I got really into like this new kind of different thing. And at the time I was pretty exhausted with WWE and now I'm coming back around. You've been getting me into some stuff. So, yeah, I mean, no, I'll, I'll, I'll say, uh, before I go into my backstory that, yeah, AEW coming around was definitely a, not only was it a breath of fresh air, but it was very, um, it was very unexpected at the time. Um, and, 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 and I'll circle back around to that when I, uh, go into my, uh, yeah. You tell know, your origin story, my Brett. history with professional Get into wrestling. your origins. <laughs> but Patrick is, is uh 32. I'm 30. So for me, I was born in 91. I started, um, a little bit after him. So I, I, I probably like early 98. I were my earliest memories of pro wrestling, uh, was, I definitely was watching WCW first. Um, yeah. And uh, it was around the time, right after the original NWO got formed, Bark Bark. Um, uh, you might, you guys might hear that dog in here. It's the first episode, so we're gonna. He's a big work. wrestling fan too, so don't worry about it. He loves, uh, he loves uh, racists like Hulk Hogan, just like myself. But we'll, we'll get to that what? later. <laughs> Patrick said before we started this, watch what you say on the podcast because <laughs> we don't have a fucking follow. I mean, a freaking following yet. Uh, but we'll get to that because that's part of the story. So um, WCW was what I was watching first. It was right after the original NWO got uh, introduced. And um, I told a lot of people the story. I told Patrick the story. Uh, my dad used to work at the Coliseum. So I used to get to go to the Richmond Coliseum from here in Richmond, Virginia. So I used to go to Monster Trucks, hockey, wrestling, everything. And I remember uh, I was going and wrestling all the time. I was at a WCW show. And my dad, my dad's friend who worked security with him asked me, uh, who's your favorite wrestler? I said that black guy, Hulk Hogan, because Hulk Hogan's tan was so impeccable that I <laughs> thought he was black as a young black man. Uh, and I am ashamed of that fact to this day, especially after the comments of what he said about his daughter's <laughs> choice in men came out a few years ago. But we won't get into that. Um, anyway, we won't, we won't spend a lot of time on Hulk Hogan. We Just won't know spend that a lot of time. Uh, Hulk Just, Hogan was... Aaron's favorite <laughs> black wrestler as a just, child. Just know Patrick just bought a figure of my favorite black wrestler recently. But <laughs> That's anyway. true. I love nostalgia, and uh, that That's was before all that happened. That's you a know? Figure. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, and I have a tendency to ramble, and Patrick is the one to rein me in, but I will say that as we're having this first conversation about what got us into wrestling, has given me ideas for future episodes as well. And like that story he told about the Goldberg and the Stone Cold on both walls, it, it resonates so much with me because when I was a kid, I remember going to uh, was KB Toys at the time, and um, to get my first two wrestling toys. And I had dabbled in WWF at the time a little bit, but I was not a big WWF fan. But I knew I liked the Undertaker, and I remember my parents were like, "All right, you can get your first two wrestling, wrestling toys. You can get two. And I think my parents at the time told me that I could get two because they knew WCW, WWF, or whatever. And I ended up getting a Sting, which Patrick has. Crazy enough, Patrick has that same sting. In his, I have that same sting. In his office right now, which is wild. I was like, this is the first person toy I got, which you can squeeze the legs, and he goes, woo. I got that sting. It was an NWO Wolfpack sting, and I got um, a rubber Jack Pacific, I believe, was the company that made it, Undertaker. 
And at the time, like as an adult looking back on it, I'm like, damn, I should have got like two of the same company so I could pose them together because I'm like a nerd now opposing shit. But like just the boxes or well, not even just the boxes, but taking them out the box and posing them together doing wrestling moves. You can't really do that with Undertaker and Sting because they're in different companies. But at the time, I was like, I want one for each. You know, I think you can. Um, I think it's perfectly fine to do that. You can, but I'm anal with with stuff like that, and we'll maybe we'll have an episode down the line with uh, figures and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, that's what got me into it, and. Like Patrick said, fast forward years later, um, maybe like two two years before you got back into it, I was unemployed. I'm living at my dad's house. He had the good cable. I got really into Ring of Honor um, originally, and, and Kevin Steen was a person I really followed. I remember just catching Fox late at night after the news one night and seeing Ring of Honor on. Um, See, and that's the crazy thing that I really like about talking to you is like uh, AEW for me was basically like the big like indie thing that got me into like indie wrestling i guess some some of like nxt and like finding out where people came from on nxt and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah uh but i never watched you know tna except for like the very big matches like the ones that you hear about when perk, um, Ang- when perk angle was wrestling when perk angle yeah. was wrestling when uh when sting was mad at uh mr hardy uh <laughs> When, we gotta. We should. Have, we should do a whole episode. When of Scott that. Steiner my, my little was brother roided to the one. gills for the thirtieth. Oh yeah, he couldn't run. The, he couldn't run the ropes. He was so. I remember seeing Scott Steiner and TNA. My brother showed me, and I watched a match, and this man could barely run the ropes. But anyway, continue your point because that was really heartbreaking. Well, I'm just. I'm just saying, like, uh, and I'm going back and watching a lot of the Ring of Honor stuff now, uh, and I'm realizing, like, oh, I missed out on like this whole thing. Yeah. That built AEW, basically. Yeah, uh, the only sure. reason AEW is around is because of all those companies. And, like, uh, I I had a touch of it. So, I have, like, uh, I got really into... One, one of my friends, Tanner, invited me over to watch a Wrestle Kingdom one year. Mm. And it was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura against AJ Styles. Oh, he broke you in real good. Wait, was this AJ Styles or was this Coda? I just remember seeing... Uh, regardless, he broke you in real good, regardless. Yeah, and I think it was AJ Styles. And, uh, no, AJ fought uh, Tanahashi that night, so it must have been Kota. Uh, but Shinsuke uh, just, like, blew me away. Because, like, that, uh, just, like, production, and I had no idea what he was saying. He was speaking in fucking Japanese. <laughs> and it was, like, at the time when... Uh, Wrestle Kingdom didn't have, like, English subtitles or anything like that. Mm. Or if they did, my friend was being a dick and didn't turn them on. So, like, uh, I was just seeing, like, this super charismatic dude uh, just wandering around, like, in this fucking royal outfit. And it was so fucking great. And I loved it so much. And I remember when he came over to WWE... It was like a fucking surreal. Like I was like, I never thought I would see that oh, 100%, fucking dude. One hundred percent. I mean, in that, WWE. that's how I felt when uh, when when Steen or Kevin Owens came over to NXT. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, I I, re- I got really into uh, Ring of Honor for a little bit, and um, that was around. That was the Kyler Riley era, the Jay Lethal with with two titles era, and. And I remember cutting on. Oh, even before that was before Jay Lethal, because Jay Lethal was the TV champion when I first started watching, and I cut on Raw one night and. I saw Seth Rollins in in the ring with a steel chair, and I saw Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns had no clue who they were. I saw Triple H with the bald head, and I was like, Triple H is bald? What the fuck? 
And I was like, damn. And that got me back in. And I, it just so happened to be the night that Seth Rollins turned his back on the shield. And that's what really hooked me back in. And then I heard about the WWE Network. And I was like, so I got in. Network, I know? got in right before you then. Well, yeah, you probably did right before. Uh, so me. the first live Raw that I went to was in Richmond when the Richmond Coliseum was still open and they were doing uh, Raws there. And um, it was the night that Daniel Bryan uh, went to the Wyatt family. It was like a two-week thing. Like when, it didn't, when he had the jumpsuit on? He had the jumpsuit I remember, on. I remember hearing about yeah. that. I didn't see it, but I remember hearing about that. And kids like around the arena were like so fucking saddened because Daniel <laughs> Bryan was like their superhero at the time uh, that CM Punk had to come out afterward. This was right before CM Punk. So you Punk saw left. Punk when he was in WWE still, and you saw him in AEW. He didn't. Live. He didn't wrestle that night on Raw. I okay. don't think. But he came out like in like a hoodie and like talked to the kids, and he was like. It's okay. It's okay. Daniel <laughs> See, Bryan's gonna I mean, like dude, come I back. Didn't, I didn't even know that you went to that show. These, this is what I mean. These, yeah. like, we're gonna unpack these conversations as we go. But I'm, I'm gonna cut it short there. But yeah, pretty we much, can, I mean, pretty much, we know, both yeah. love wrestling, yeah. and uh, we thought it would be fun to do this together. Uh, it's a way of, you know as adults catching up with friends that don't see each other very often. So it gives us a reason to hang out and wrestling is like one of my favorite things to talk about. I'm kind of an idiot. So if you're listening to this and like looking for details, I'll have them sometimes. And then sometimes I'll just be taking wild fucking guesses. But, but Aaron will, Aaron will have it together a little bit. So we just, uh, we, we really, you know, love talking about wrestling and thought, Thought I would have fun to do little, little games and whatnot together. Uh, so the we're gonna we're gonna do some today, just as like a kind of like you can get my personality and the wrestlers I like, and the personality and Aaron on the wrestlers that he likes. And and to to butt in, we're also gonna do kind of like because since it's been a month of us, you know, planning on doing this. We're also going to do kind of sort of like a, a miniature year in review and also talk about current events. But this is the main event because we were supposed to do this the same weekend as Survivor Series. So so the floor is yours, Patrick. Yeah. Saying. So basically, we're just going to um, we're going to do uh, our Survivor Series picks. Like if we were to be the ones that were to pick Survivor Series teams uh, and we had no restrictions on who we could pick. So basically we could pick like AEW people, WWE people. Um, and, but they have to be current for the first one. So we'll do a men's, we'll do a women's and then we'll do, um, an all time one, Yeah, which will be every promotion all time. Very hard because I didn't <laughs> think about this at all. Uh, and Aaron's thought a lot about his. Well, well so. you told me when we first talked about it, you told, cause my original plan was like, when I first formulated the idea, I was like, yo, um, I will take credit. It was my idea, but, and I will, I what, won't take full credit. What an idea I won't take full to do a best of list. Busted open, busted open, <laughs> busted open did one. And as much as I love busted open and I love bully Ray and some of the stuff that Tommy dreamer said, it's questionable. And Mark Henry, I love him, even though he's, Took a little too many hits to the head. I love you, Mark Henry. Maybe one day we'll be able to talk together as, as a black man. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably burying myself right yeah, now. Yeah, you just said a lot. Se sexual, <laughs> sexual chocolate, I love you. But, uh, yeah, um, they actually um, did an episode where they did a, uh, 
um, a lot of their picks. And I was like, that's a good idea for us to do. Cause you know, like I said, we had met up a couple times before then and kind of like messed around practicing and whatnot. I'm gonna say like, that's a good one to start on. Cause everybody loves lists. So like, let, why not let's do a list yeah. first? So we're like the Buzzfeed of wrestling, bro. We, we <laughs> we're gonna be a barstool. Eat your heart out. You know what I mean? We're gonna be. I think they're all doing great. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have fun, and we're just gonna we'll see where we'll see where it goes. So but, we're gonna Rochambeau for first pick, right? Yeah, let's do. Well, I don't think we need to on the on the men's list on the current roster. So we're gonna on start. The, we're gonna start with men's, right? Yeah, let's start with men. You don't want a Rochambeau because I like Rochambeau. You just go first because you have yours like set and i just want to like think about it I, and kind of go set, off what you I say only, i only have my men's list set besides one and also i will say on a podcast that is very progressive and forward thinking as a white man patrick i appreciate that you gave me the first pick because if i was white i would really want a rochambeau because as a black man i still really want a rochambeau like i enjoy rochambeauing you're very so, competitive but just do your fucking pick. I don't give a shit. I think you're just scared because you don't know what your first pick is. I don't know what my first pick is. So well, go. In, the, in that case, let's Rochambeau because I want to put you on the spot. All right, fine. All right. All right, ready? If we're doing rock, paper, scissors, not Rochambeau. So rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. 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 We just started through the. All right, ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. All right. All right. There you go. So. Because it's my first pick, and because I have the first four members of my team down, besides the last one, I feel like this is kind of basic, but I feel like you can't go wrong with it. And he's been injured. He's a legend, and I feel like every five-man team needs a legend. And this is on current, right? And this is current. Okay. And I feel like for so the way that I formulated my team, I'm gonna preface this by saying this is that number one, I wanted to be uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I sound like Booker T on commentary right now. I can't talk. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be uh, very. Um, you got the same braid bun as Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. What's the word for when you're trying to put everything together, like streamline? Or I wanted to make everything you make want to sense. Streamline, yeah, all right. So I'm gonna start out by saying I chose all faces because, like, why would I choose a team that was a mixture? Ooh, right? so can I? I do heels if you want to, because you haven't chosen a team yet. So I'm thinking, right. like, if we're gonna really have a match, I'm choosing all faces, right? And the person. All right, so I'm not like very up to date on WWE, so I might pick some that I think are. But it's like all companies. All right, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, companies. Yeah, 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 and I'm gonna surprise you with some picks. All right. First person I want to pick is a guy who, he's a legend, and I feel like every slot on my team, I'm going to explain why I chose them and their role they play. And this person that I'm going to choose first is very, very deserving of being a first overall pick on any draft. I'm choosing the Black Delegation. <laughs> chooses <laughs> chooses Randall Keith Orton as my first pick. And the reason That's I'm choosing pick. the reason I'm choosing Randy Orton is because like I said, number one, he is a legend. He is the legend killer. He's a guy who to me personally, and I'll I'll say this uh till the end of time, man, and, and uh my little brother actually, he um who one day will probably be on this podcast hopefully, but he really um he really warmed me up to Randy Orton more than others because when I first, like, we were talking about the whole, like, uh, you know, backstory. Um, I stopped watching wrestling for the first time in about 2004, 2004. And that was right when Randy Orton was coming in with the blue shorts and the yellow stripe on the side doing high drop kicks with John Cena and Batista. He was in that same class. And um, 
I remember some of his early stuff with Evolution, and I think the time I stopped watching was right when he was in Evolution and just about to start doing his stuff with Ted DiBiase Jr. Um, let me not keep it so long. But this is the reason why I choose Randy Orton over anything. I have never in my life as a wrestling fan seen anyone get a crowd of people as hype as Randy Orton has when he drops down to both knees and bangs on the, on the on the mat and is about to do an RKO. So if I want to pop, if I want a moment, if I want a spot that's going to, maybe he's the one that, that hits that spot, that gets that one, two, three at the end of the match. I'm taking Randy Orton as my number one pick for my five-man team. I mean, my number one pick uh, fits in with your number one pick so well because if you want Randy Orton to shine – then you need one of the best people that's ever been in one of these matches with him. Uh, well, I don't know if it was this match. No, it was the it was a triple. It was a three way. But uh, my pick is Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins. That was my number two pick. Seth Rollins so is the goddamn. You fuck, you he's the man. Up. That was my number two pick. He's the man. He's okay. the man that's never like hit the it. Phoenix Splash. This in, is getting uh, good because that was my number two pick in ten years. He's never hit the Phoenix Splash. Uh, I think he hit it once, maybe. Uh, but <laughs> watch Survivor Series. He was he tried it again in that match. He didn't land it. I think at this point it's just a fucking gag. But uh, man took a uh, uh, what was it the the curb stomp to the RKO. That shit was, that was amazing. amazing. That's the best RKO that's ever been taken. Yeah, but that's better than the shooting star to me. That's better than um. Well, who was it? Um, who did uh, the Matt shooting Seidel, star? It was Matt Seidel, aka uh, yeah. um. What's his new name in the Indies? He was in Ring of Honor for. He's Matt Seidel in the Indies. Yeah. Um. He was uh Evan Bourne in WWE. Oh, that's right. That that stomp was better than that shooting star, and you had to hear the time that. Shooting Dude, star that stomp was perfect. I um, fucking hate, that was my number two pick. I think I think Seth Rollins. Uh, you got to have like a Shawn Michaels in your corner, and. That's that's Seth Rollins to me at this time. Patrick, I hate you because this is why this podcast is going to be perfect because that was the reason why he was my number two pick because I needed a workhorse. You need the workhorse. Randy, Randy was my star. And, but continue. God damn. But God yeah, damn. I mean, if any of y'all watch Survivor Series, that match was crazy because of Seth Rollins. Like, Seth Rollins did everything in that match. He was bumping like he just entered the business in that match. But uh, that's, that's why I picked Seth Rollins. And... I think his character lately has been so good that uh amazing the best of his career. He's uh he's definitely earned my like Shawn Michaels spot. 100%. Which would have used to go to AJ. But uh 100%. I agree with you 100% on that. But 100%. AJ is a little older now and uh I wouldn't uh I wouldn't put him in that spot for for right now. But yeah, all right. What's you got? You see the look on my face. And you know what, folks? It's funny, man. And that's, you know what, Patrick? That's why maybe it is good that you told me not to think about my list before this happened because, like. Because I'm about to fuck it because, up, bro. Because Seth Rollins was literally my number two pick. And without even talking about this beforehand, this is not scripted. This is not scripted, guys. We're, maybe we should call our, our, maybe we should call our listeners the permanent marks. This is not <laughs> scripted marks. This is not scripted. He chose Seth Rollins, and that was my number two. So now he has put me in a position to where I know he's not going to choose my three and four. I 100% know he's not going to do it because I thought about this beforehand, and I know he's not going to do it. But on the spot, because my fifth spot on my team I had not thought about either. So on the spot, 
I am going to have to take a replacement for that Shawn Michaels workhorse role. And not because I am trying to be forgiving, not because I am trying to give a little bit of... What is this with the fingers in the air? You you acting like you're cutting a promo right now? (laughs) Not because I'm trying to be forgiving, not because I'm trying to give a little bit of credit to the other company that might be considered as the minor leagues, that might be considered as the Richmond Braves compared to the Atlanta Braves. You are talking mad shit right now. I am trying to do that. They are, but it's like... But it's it's between two people, all right? What? As a replacement for Seth Just Rollins. Just pick one, man. You rambling on you for have to, 30 you minutes. You have to build the anticipation. This is what we got 40 want. other polls to go Listen, through. If you're working from home, you can just do the the, the skip, the 30-second skip. Ain't nobody working at home that has a real job listening to this right now. All I'm right, thinking listen. in my head. I'm thinking in my head. I was either thinking Pac or Adam Page. And you know I have to choose Adam Page as my pick to replace Seth Rollins. Because if there's anybody... I am going to replace Seth Rollins with it is Adam Page because I think that Adam Page is just a few steps behind. Would you stop promo talking <laughs> and just talk like a normal fucking person? We got to start filming these things so you can see the, the hand gestures. But Adam Page is just a few steps behind Seth Rollins to me. So I'm going Adam Page. I don't have a long explanation on that one because Seth Rollins was my second pick. And that's why I built the anticipation. But I love Adam Page, man. I've loved him since he was in Ring of Honor and... um. I will just put this as a side note before we move on to the next pick because he is my workhorse and Randy Orton's my legend. Um, if you haven't seen the match from Ring of Honor from about six years ago with Adam Page and um, uh, uh, Jay, Jay Briscoe. Um, Kota Ibushi, too. Look Jay at Briscoe that. and Adam Page when Jay Briscoe was the Ring of Honor world champion, I believe. Go check that out, man. Adam Page, I've loved that man forever. And everybody that's talking shit about Adam Page in a CM Punk situation, Fuck you is all I got to say. Anyway, Adam Page is my number two pick. Patrick Busey, you're up. All right. So I got my workhorse and now I need like my daredevil, dude. You need like a daredevil. I know who you're going to pick. And I'm going to pick my main man, uh, the person that uh, I dressed up for as Halloween twice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I love him. Well, one of them was him and uh, Chris Gaines, who was Garth Brooks's emo para personality. But uh, <laughs> but my second wait, my second person, right? This is your second. Yeah, pick, yes. my second person is uh, Darby Allen. Wow, I thought you were going to say Sting because you dressed up as him, but Darby Allen, okay. Darby Allen. Well, I thought Darby at first, and then I thought because you dressed up Sting. Sting can't be a daredevil right now. He's fucking That's all seventy-five he does. years old. That's all he does now is jump off shit. Nah, he'll just do like a little stinger splash and then just like chill in the corner for a while. But uh, Darby Allen, that man will fucking do the stupidest shit that I've ever seen. He got uh, muscle bustered onto a fucking uh, skateboard truck, which I've fallen on a skateboard truck before. And to do it off a turnbuckle has to be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But dude, just like uh, he, he does what he does to, you know, be... The craziest. And he's sober. So, you know, like, I don't know how you're going through that pain sober, but, you know, good for you. Yeah. Kudos. Oh, man, you make me feel like shit for talking so much. But, uh, you know, because you're going to have more time to speak on it than I am, I was going to make what was going to be my last pick that I didn't decide next. 
And you chose Seth Rollins, which really threw a wrench in my game because when I looked at my team, when I sat back and looked at the four people I chose, I said, you know what? Patrick is not going to be able to, uh, you know, mess with this. And and I said I would do all, all faces, and you said you would do heels. And Darby, Ro- like, goes Rollins, back and forth. Rollins and, Seth, Rollins and Darby both go back and forth, and you really messed me up. You messed me up with Seth Rollins. That was my that was my guy. What but, is this dramatic promo but, you're cutting on me right listen, now? It's Can you? People, it's what the people want, and this is why our podcast. Pick will your be next the fucking one. pick. This is why our podcast will be the number one. Talk regularly podcast. and pick your next fucking pick. But I wasn't gonna pick. Oh my AEW. god! I wasn't gonna <laughs> pick anybody. I, I swear I to my mother up above. How, and she really is. I'm about to rest in peace. <laughs> I wasn't going to pick an AEW pick back to back, and I only had one AEW pick on this list before you made me choose Adam Page. All right. So, what are your third and fourth picks? Well, as I stated before, I'm making two picks as my third pick. <laughs> and Patrick, Patrick played the Oscar music on me because I was making too long of a speech. <laughs> but, uh. I'm just going to put it to you like this, man. I didn't want to make a, a two AEW picks back-to-back, but you chose Seth Rollins to force my hand. And I knew I was going to choose these guys. Uh, and I think when you're putting together a team... You Are you going to choose the fucking Bucks? Is that what's going to no, happen? Hell oh, okay. no, hell no. I'm not going to choose fucking the Hardly Boys. You got <laughs> Please, with that stupid shit. All right, so you're going to what? Listen. You're going to choose... Listen. Listen. The greatest tag team on the face of the earth. I got to choose the... FTR. And the reason I'm choosing FTR is because when you have a five-man team, you got to have at least two people on that five-man team that know how to work as a unit. Those guys just know how to tell a story in the ring, and they can work heel or face, but this is a face team. And I believe having them with Randy Orton to be on a team with them. And my original plan was to have Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, and FTR, but Patrick stole Seth Rollins from me. So, Patrick, take the floor. I mean, I, uh, all right. So the next pick that I wanted to do that was a single pick works with this. But if you want me to make a double pick, then don't go off what I did. Do what you want. Oh, do I get to pick two different people or does it have to be like a tag? It's your third pick and you can do, you could do a tag team third and then wait and then do fourth. Cause I'm not picking another tag team. So you don't have to pick two at the same time. I just did did that. So I didn't pick Dax and you choose the other one. So I don't have to get the other one. Okay. I mean, all right. Strategy. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a GM of a team here. Come on now. The other one's cash, by the way. You Whatever. forgetful motherfucker. I know them, I know them <laughs> as the Revival, not FTR. So. Uh, all right. So my, my third pick uh, as like my big man that works well with other people uh, is Samoa Joe. Um, Samoa Joe is mine. So let's see. For my... For my... Uh, what is it? This is my fourth your pick. Third pick. Your third pick. So that was my third pick with Samoa Joe. And then my Make fourth, fourth pick. Too, yeah. Uh fuck. So we got the Shawn Michaels, we got the Daredevil, we got the big dude. Um Yeah, then I would like like an athletic big dude. Uh so I'd put Brian Cage in there too. I like Brian Cage a lot. He's the most roided man I've ever seen in my life, but he can do flips and shit. I'm into it. So uh, I would I would put Brian Cage in there. Man, you're really making me think right now. 
Because right now I'm going to ragdoll your team. Like uh, You're going to ragdoll my team, first of all. Put Omos on there so he can stand in the corner. <laughs> brains over Braun. Okay, listen. So for my very last pick, right? Because you have, so far, you have, you have Seth Rollins. You have Darby Allen, Samoa Joe. Seth Rollins, Darby Allen, Samoa Joe, Brian Cage. You need one more. So let me write that down. You got Brian Cage here, right? So you need one more. This is my last pick, all right? This is my last pick. And because we can pick from the entire cosmos of professional wrestling, I am going to choose a man who, to me, is overrated to some, but underrated and under-televised to many. And that is Kazushka Okada. However you say his name. Okur or Kazushka <laughs> Okada, and it doesn't matter how big anyone on your team is, you were getting drop kicked over the top rope. Okada, let me tell you, man, Okada, everybody on my team is a professional wrestler, okay? Look at this team. I have Randy Orton, I have Adam Page, I have The Revival, and Kazushka, 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 Okada, Okay? I got a, I got Kazushka Okada. Come on, man. You're talking about my team. You're getting ragged on my team. Pick, make your goddamn pick. Make your pick. Make your pick, and we're going to compare teams. All right, so my final teammate will be the nun. The, uh, <laughs> the nun. Yeah. The <laughs> one. <laughs> the one and only anime villain in the world. The, uh, the pro to Okada's con. Let's give it up for Kenny Omega, everybody. And that's I think, fair. And that, I think my team. Okada, so that's fair. And I think that's my fair. team just like drops their balls on the entire team that you pick. So I don't know. This is what I'd like to do, and we will see how the backlash to this terrible podcast that we're doing as our first one <laughs> comes. But I would love, um, I love, man, after we post this in all the Reddits and all the forums and, and all the people worldwide see this worldwide. I'm not doing any of that, universe. Aaron. I'll do all of it. I I'd guess. love to see what the people that listen to this pilot episode think. So, Patrick Busey's team is Seth frickin' Rollins, who he stole from me. Who I, who I, would, I would make a trade and I would, but he told Seth Rollins, he's got Darby Allen as a number two pick, which is a little high in my opinion. If we're talking NFL draft terms, he's got Samoa Joe, Brian Cage, Kenny Omega, solid team. Elaborate, elaborate on that team. Tell me about your strategy. You don't, you don't have any big dudes, so you can send Dax and Cash you in there. You only have Brian Cage as a big dude. You only have Brian oh, and Samoa, Samoa Joe. Does Brian Cage count as a big dude? Samoa Joe is like fifty years old. I love Samoa Joe. I love him. Wait, do you mean does Samoa Joe count as a big dude, or I meant does Brian Cage count as a big dude? Because yeah, he counts some... as a big dude. I don't think he counts. As... He's like five ten. He's taking as many steroids as something. You know, like so. I think him... Okada and Randy Orton are just as big as Samoa Joe. I mean, Okada's they're, Okada's bigger, bigger than, than Brian Cage. Okada's bigger than everybody. He's like six four or something like that. Um, he's a tall motherfucker, but and he's got money, baby. He got money, baby. So does the anime villain known as Kenny Omega. I think this is an awesome You know uh, what's going to happen? Everybody's going to get in the ring. Kenny's going to start doing his whisper promos where he's like, I went into the ring, and I'm ready to kill everybody, and I'm here to fucking close on you. 
And then you're just like, oh my God, straight out of a cartoon that man is. And then he's going to start one-winging angel in people, and uh, it's going to be over. If you have Seth and Kenny in a ring, you lose. Like that's it's awesome. like that's I do like that combination and that's why That's I'm never going to happen, Seth. but I'm if you ever Seth. got Kenny and Seth in a ring, that would be amazing. Here's the thing, you have Seth Rollins, Darby Allin, Samoa Joe, Brian Cage and Kenny Omega, which is an awesome team. I have Randy Orton, Adam Page, The Revival and Okada. Could you not say that would be better than any Survivor Series match WWE's put on in the past 10 years? I think it would be great. And not even just talking about wins and losses because, you know, it's wrestling. So who gives a shit? You know, like it, whoever is scripted to win will win. And there's many different ways that you could, like, make FTR, you know, help you win or whatever. Um, but I think that would be an awesome match. Uh, I think you would just, you know, bring out Brian Cage. He would be like phenomenal for a minute or a minute, uh, a minute, uh, and With the hardy uh, are okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and then he would just get his fucking ass beat by FTR afterwards. Uh, but then you bring out like the real big dude, Samoa Joe, and you let, uh, those dudes do like the whole start of the match. Like you let the big dudes and the little dudes kind of like set the match up and then you just go into fucking craziness at the end like you just go into so like, who are the last two because patrick the booker i like this right now who are the surviving two or is there like a surviving one on a surviving two or a surviving two on a surviving three? i think i think uh, i think the survival and this shit's on game. like my aw love uh but i think you get the kenny omega okada moment of you course, get them you staring to, at each to. other i like you chose but omega that's okada that's not the final one the final one the is the, match, yeah. the final one is Randy and Seth, I think. That's Agreed. that's what Agreed. it is. Agreed. And with- or you could do you could mix it up and you could have, uh, if you want like a weird like Darby finish where like Darby ends up winning after like getting ragdolled the entire time, like he just like sneaks back in and fucking cough and drops somebody out of nowhere. I think that would be cool, um, but. Yeah, I think I think the most like reliable ending that would get heat would be Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. One hundred percent. I think. Um, and just to one more thing to piggyback on that before we move on to the women's, um, because we spent way too much time on this because my Oscar speech was too long. You talked to um everybody listening and you as well, Patrick. I don't know if you remember a few years back there was a Survivor Series five on five match where Dolph Ziggler of all people, was the last person on, I believe it was Team SmackDown. Dolph's an amazing wrestler. And Dolph yeah. fought three people and ended up winning the match. And guess what happened after that? WWE did nothing with it. Anyway. I mean, every time you do that stuff, like, what, what was it? Shinsuke in 2020, maybe? 2019 at the Royal Rumble where he beat, like, Roman and everybody and won the Rumble? Yeah. It was like, he won the men's he Rumble, the Rumble, and then Asuka right. won the uh, the women's Rumble. Shout out. The Asians were killing it. And them. everybody was like, oh, shit. We're finally going to see Shinsuke do something. And then not a goddamn thing. Typical WWE. All right. let's. So we have that one. Uh, and we can clearly say that my team would be the winner. But uh, let's go. <laughs> We're gonna put a poll up, uh, depending on how this first episode goes. <laughs> but uh, let's go. Let's go on to the women's uh, five on five. And you go first because I went first last time. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would pick uh, arguably the greatest women's wrestler in the world, uh, the boss, 
Sasha Banks. And oh, that's because Sasha can do any match at any time. You could say, like, Bianca is great. I think Bianca is amazing. Bianca doesn't have that promo. Bianca doesn't have that, like, fucking anger in the ring that Sasha does. If, like, Sasha gets hurt or something, Sasha comes back, like, looking like a fucking beast out of hell. And, yeah, I think Sasha She's a better performer. She's Banks. a better performer than Bianca right now, and I love Bianca. But Sasha is the complete package. Yeah. She's I the think- best women's wrestler, hands down, period, right now. And she's not even wrestling right now. She I just got confirmed know. for New Japan. Really? She's going to New Japan. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know anything about New Japan. Which women. means I don't know anything about the women over there. Which means we're definitely gonna see Sasha in AEW. I heard she year. was thinking about the WWE return. So well, it's confirmed for New Japan. We'll, we'll get so. to that later, but I will say, man, like honestly, like that's. So here's the thing, right? And I'll say, like, now that it's my pick, uh, just before, not this has nothing to do with my pick, just kind of as, like, a, you know, commentator on the situation. Um, when it comes to the men, right, I feel like most people would say that it's clear-cut to take Roman Reigns as your first pick. And we all know that, and I think that's why none of us took Roman Reigns, right? Because Roman Reigns is one of those people who he wouldn't be in a Survivor Series match, even though he was in... The um, well, that's that's the thing. I he didn't, was in the war games, but like he doesn't need that, right? Like he doesn't need because he's above that. I love Roman Reigns. I think he's you know top three of this year, but like I think he's top two of this year. Yeah, you could say that too. I would I would say top two of this year. Yeah, and I mean my number one's different than that, but I think like the consensus top two is top two. My my two that are up there are neither one of them is Roman Reigns, but I mean as far as like overall everything. I would definitely put Roman Reigns up there. And I didn't pick him because I was thinking of, like, kind of uh, relationships in a Survivor Series mm-hmm. match. And, You're Booker Patrick. And I don't You're think, book- like... You're the show. I don't think if it's, like, not the bloodline or something it, at it, this period... Exactly. Roman would just be, like, out of place. That's why you're Booker Patrick. And like, like, he would just be, like, fucking... I don't know. It's, yeah, it's 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 he would overshine everyone in the match. Um, he would overshine, and then like you know, like anybody that's at the top, they have like the they have to get their shit in, and 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 you, you would have to like you have to wait yeah. for him to get his shit in. Exactly. So. It's, it's like if you were trying to book a Survivor Series five on five match, and Goldberg was in WWE in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, like it's like. <laughs> You're not going to put Goldberg in that Survivor Series Goldberg's going to spear somebody at one point and win the, the match. match. Um, but with the women, it's different, and I really like that pick of Sasha, man. And I will say, as a, so we started this out, and I didn't have my list chose for the women, so this is going to be more interesting, right? Yeah. So I love that you chose Sasha because that was my safe pick. And now, since it's my pick, I have three different people that I'm thinking about in my head, but my heart my heart of hearts is telling me to go for a person similar to Randy Orton, who is active, not injured, but not on television. And I'm going to say that person is Charlotte Flair. You chose Sasha. Charlotte Flair's uh, you chose wonderful Sasha, pick. I have to choose Beautiful Charlotte. Pick. And the reason I choose Charlotte is because she checks off multiple boxes. Not only is she a, a powerhouse, but she's also a workhorse. And she's also a character. She can get the crowd hype like Randy. She can she work comes like out Sasha. with the Rick interview, uh, like a uh, intro. She comes and, out with uh, the Rick robe, and and she can work. She can work, dude. Charlotte can, can go like 
her matches are amazing to watch still to this day. I think I got like really tired of Charlotte at a time period. Same. same. Uh, but watching her now after watching WWE for a while, like it's refreshing. Like, cause Charlotte just like fucking always puts on a good match. Like it's always mm-hmm. a good match, solid match. And then there's like times where she'll surprise you and just like do the craziest fucking match. Like when uh, she comes back, it's going to be insane. Yeah. I can't wait. She's been gone for a while. When she comes back, it's going to be lit. As the kids say, I hate to say it like that. Like I'm not a kid. I'm not a kid. It's going to be lit. All right. So, uh, let's see my number two pick. Uh, it's a lot of WWE because I will I will say this about WWE, their women's division is way crazier than AEW's, and AEW's than any, than is getting promotion, there than any promotion than any promotion. Period. Yeah, Period. and AEW I think is getting there, and it takes time, but WWE is just like so solid. Um, that my second pick is Becky Lynch. Boo! I know you don't like Becky Lynch. But I think Becky Lynch, uh, contender for one of the best uh, matches this year, which was her and Bianca at WrestleMania. I thought that match was so good. We talked about that on the episode. I got <laughs> what to say about that one. We talked about that on the episode. Her knee pads kept falling. Whatever. I mean, there's always like some like little wardrobe mal- malfunctions. In it's more than match, that. It's but... more than that, but... Uh... As the listeners hear this podcast more often, they'll understand my criticisms towards Becky. She's awesome on the mic. Top seven of all wrestlers of any gender on the mic. But in the ring, I'm not that big of a fan. But continue, Patrick. I'm sorry. Continue. I think I think she's <clears throat> great in the ring. I don't I don't see a problem with her. I've seen more botches from CM Punk. Like, well, CM Punk, <laughs> goddamn. That last run. That man botched at least two things a match. But uh yeah, I don't care. Fuck CM Punk. But, uh, uh, no, I think, uh, we can edit this out. Hold on. But, yeah, like, I, I think, uh, Becky's great in the ring. Um, I've liked her since her start in, like, the Four Horsewomen stuff in NXT. Um, and I thought that WrestleMania was one of the best outfits that I saw at WrestleMania. Just like coming out, I was like, this is so tight. She did. And have I a was sick so fit. stoked she did on have a it. Sick fit. The knee pads kept falling, but she had a sick fit, dude. Like she had a sick fit. so cool. Uh, and you know, a lot to Bianca too, because Bianca, oh man, fucking is oh, man. one of the best wrestlers today. Uh, and yeah, so my pick is Becky. So. You know what? As 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 much of a critic as I am of Becky Lynch, um, I'm not mad at that pick because even if I do have my criticisms, which we will, like we, I could do a whole episode solo on Becky Lynch <laughs> and how I feel. But my pick, I know exactly who I'm picking, and because I picked Charlotte Flair number two, I cannot wait for my team to drag the shit out of your team. My team is gonna snatch your whole team bald as. <laughs> As one of my future picks will say, but I'm not picking her right now. Okay. Who's I'm going with Jade Cargill. Oh, shit. I'm going with Jade, Jade Cargill. Somebody that I used to really dislike who has really, in one year, grown into one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, Jade just comes out 
Brock Lesnar Goldberg style and just starts fucking people up now. And I love it. I love it. It's here's so sick. Here's the thing. You're more of an AEW guy than I am, right? Right. But here's the thing, right? Jake Hargill, it only took me twice to see this woman and say, if I was starting a promotion, I'm putting her on my squad. And the reason why I choose her is because I chose Charlotte. So Charlotte and Jade have the same exact physical anatomy almost. The difference is, is that Charlotte is a worker. Charlotte can work. She knows psychology. She's a little bit further along. Jade is my powerhouse. Jade is my Samoa Joe. Like your Samoa Joe was on the men's team. Who are you going to pick that can fuck with Jade? Who are you going to pick, Busey? I'm putting you on the clock. Make Nyla Rose. Wow. Fuck Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose will get out there and fucking tackle the shit out of Jade. <laughs> and then tackle the shit out of Charlotte. And Nyla Rose is... Uh, you didn't watch a lot of like early AEW, so you missed Nyla Rose's championship run. I saw the first match at the first big pay-per-view that she had. The one with Rio? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a good match. It was a good match. And I think Nyla... But it was Rio, but it was Rio. Nyla is like really... Uh, has really been given like the silent treatment lately. Like they put her with like Vicky Guerrero. A lot of people have, which we'll get to. I know, but we'll uh, but I think I think it's crazy because Nyla is like such a good worker and uh, and is good in the ring at like timing of things. Mm-hmm. Like so, you have. I agree. I agree that that match that we watched at Full Gear. That's the first Nyla Rose. That's the first Jay Cargill match I've watched in months. And Nyla Rose. And that match was not that good. Let's get it clear. But I could see that Nyla was at a point, psychology-wise, performance-wise, that she knew what was right to do in certain moments and what wasn't. She was guiding. She was guiding Jay through that match, which is a lot to ask of a person who's as young as Nyla. Well, look, you know, I think uh, in the business, at least, I think it's definitely like a person a, hasn't been. I think it's definitely a thing where uh, Jade doesn't have the timing down yet, mm. but Jade has like gotten to the point, 100%. you know, in a year, like the fucking uh, the momentum. That she's, she's a nutrition gotten. stratus and the she's fitness model to a wrestler. She's a nutrition stratus. She she started out like botching everything. And I really I hated watching her botch mania stuff. I and then uh and now I watch her and I'm like, I can't wait for this match. And it's because she's like sold herself as like a complete monster and she's done a great job at doing it. You know, AEW has Wardlow. I think Jade has sold herself as a monster way harder than Wardlow has. Um, and uh, I think Jade is like really fun to watch. Nyla. Uh, yeah, talk about your pick. Nyla, Nyla has wrestled. Um, for a while now, and I think, you know, she was in the championship picture early on in AEW. She fought, like, a bunch of different people. Like, she fought Sheeta a bunch, and she bought, fought Rhea. I love Rhea. Sheeta, by the way. I love Sheeta. She's not going to make it on my team, probably, but I love Sheeta. She, I might, would, she might. Sheeta's like a... I love Sheeta's Sheeta. up there for I me, and Sheeta. Sheeta might make it on. I'm still thinking about Sheeta. it. But, um, continue, yeah. but, uh, but she fought, like, Britt, Rio, and Sheeta, and, like... Completely different wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, like, at the time, you're like, oh, man, all these other people are, like, making this match really great. But then when you think back on it, it's like, nah, like, Nyla knows how to be, like, a big powerhouse. So it's like, 
whenever it's time for Nyla to stop being a powerhouse and like get beat or something or get hurt a little, she knows how to do it at the perfect moments. And that's what takes like a big powerhouse person. Um, and I think Jade is almost there, but not there yet because Jade's still in her invincible uh, form. She's in her gold. You know, level, like it's where, like where we haven't seen the chinks in the armor. Yeah, as there's much. not been right. I think when Chris Statlander She's still protected comes back, to a point. When Statlander comes back, Statlander will be the one that takes the belt off. See, this offer. is why I love this because your synopsis about um, if that's the right word, ha, um, about um, Nyla is awesome because. I missed a lot of Nyla, and hearing you say that makes me want to go back. And I watch think Nyla I think matches. she's phenomenal. She and was, I hope that does that for listeners. She was never she was never really great on the mic, um, and I don't well, think putting her that. with I don't think that. putting her with Vicky was the right move either. Because Vicky, let's be real, I love Vicky Guerrero, but like, goddamn, she's not great on the mic either. So uh, he told me she's a she's a fucking legend though. That is a legend right I'm not, there. I'm not, I'm not going to say what I was thinking. We can move on. All right. Uh, what's your uh, What's your <laughs> next pick? So what are we at? We're at three a person. So you you have chosen Sasha, Becky, or Nyla, which that is a great team. Yeah, that's a pretty good that's team. A great team. I've chosen Charlotte and Jade Cargill. My third team. My third team member. All right. You chose Sasha. I know. So, so you know what I got to do. You know what I got to do, and I wouldn't oh, have done this. It's, I know, we I know what it is, Sasha. and it's to pick a person that I haven't been too no, uh, stoked on this no, year. No, it's a person who hasn't wrestled this year, just like Sasha and Charlotte. It's got to be present wrestlers. Is it? They are present, and I did not want to do this. Well, I did. I was going to do it anyway. I was going to choose Sasha. You chose Sasha first. Yeah. I was going to choose Sasha and this person. You know All why? All right, well, pick the person. You know why? Stop doing this weird promo because, again listen, where you're like, Patrick, gotcha. I gotcha. Pick as we person as we go into this tree. As we get deeper into the permanent marks podcast, the nation, the permanent marks nation, the marks out there will understand that Patrick does not like it when I tie stories together. And even though he is, I just don't like it when he takes spaces like this. When he's like, even though he is my A B C's and my one two threes, and I'm out here picking. Someone are, that uh, are you, you never are you heard done? of. Are you done? Even though he is Booker Busey, who is Sasha Banks' best friend? Naomi. That is my next pick. Oh. Is Naomi, and you know why I'm choosing Naomi? I will tell you right now. I thought you're gonna pick Bailey. I love Bailey. I wasn't gonna say fuck her. I wanted to say fuck her just to spite you. Cause I love Bailey. I haven't really been loving this whole. Not damage the damage control, control we don't love, but that's it for another podcast. Yeah, Naomi. Here's my thing, folks. I was gonna choose Sasha Banks, and I really am happy that I knew Patrick would had a feeling Patrick would choose Sasha Banks with the first pick because that's a smart pick to make, and you're a smart man. Naomi. A couple years ago, she had a run. With the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Regardless of her run. I was stoked on that run. I thought it was. Regardless of her run. I thought it was great. That should not have been her first run. That should not have been her second run. No, it definitely shouldn't have. Because I will say this right now. Bell to bell. Naomi is one of the best workers in the professional wrestling business in a long time. Naomi is the woman embodiment 
of Rob Van Dam. That's, that's a wild thing to say. And Rob Van Dam is my third favorite wrestler of all time. You're just saying that because of, like, the butt jump thing? Bruh, you don't see the fucking split-legged moonsault she does? You don't see the springboard sidekick she does that looks like Rob Van Dam? I love Naomi. If Jey Uso was not Naomi's husband, Naomi would marry me because she would say, you love RVD as much as I love RVD. And I would say, yes, I do. 420, please. And we would smoke a blunt together, and I would be on Total Divas. Naomi is my pick. Patrick's kind of cut me off, but all the nation knows. All the nation knows. Naomi is my pick. You go ahead, my brother. So we have you. You chose Sasha. You chose Becky. You chose Nyla. Pick number four for you. What you got? All right. So you picked Naomi. I did. You was hating on it, but I did. I got. I got a fourth pick, and I got my monster. I got Nyla. Uh, I got the workhorse, which is Sasha. You see, I started off with the workhorse both times. I, I got, like that. I got the you, Seth you, and I got the Sasha. You're doing good with your women's team. You're doing real good. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to throw my girl Sheeta in there. I think I think Sheeta <laughs> would crush her. it. You stole her. You stole her. Sheeta's like fucking good at being on a team. Like Sheeta's good at like shutting people down together with somebody. And uh, Nyla's worked with Sheeta before, so they have a fam- familiarity. So I think like that would work out really good. That's all you got to say about Sheeta? That's all I got to say about Sheeta. I really love Sheeta's wrestling. She was one of the first. I collect AEW figures. She was the second figure that I bought because Sheeta was my like favorite women's champ in AEW. So who you got after that? Okay. So I think that Patrick Busey is afraid to go toe-to-toe with me in a draft. And this is why. Because he's not afraid to take chances. I respect your opinions on professional wrestling, and he doesn't want me to cut promos, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm about to <laughs> But say, he's doing it again, goddamn. <laughs> so, um, after further review, uh, me and Patrick were talking, and we, we kicked the shit like we do on this podcast. That's what we do. We're just drinking some beers, kicking shit, talking about wrestling, what we love. I wanted to pick Tessa Blanchard, and I went on a whole tirade about why I would pick her. And um, because I love Patrick to death, and he's my brother, and he's somebody who has a better judgment threshold than I do, he's like, maybe you shouldn't choose Tessa Blanchard. And as a black man, I probably should side with him more than I did. So, because I can't choose Tessa Blanchard, because I can't. Who is your pick? I will choose somebody who was done wrong that should have had a better shot at being one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. God damn, he's about to throw Hulk and Hogan on here. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the B-sides, hopefully we can throw the B-sides. Hopefully we throw the B-sides of the Central Blanchard conversation. But uh-huh. um, but Rosemary. I'm choosing Rosemary. Um, I don't know if she's wrestling in TNA right now or Impact right now, but Rosemary, um, she was on a really big Was that run. this year? No, Rosemary was on a really big run about three years ago and Sexy Star who was wrestling for Lucha Underground at the time, she purposely broke Rosemary's arm in the ring. Yeah, yeah. And Rosemary was, like, really, like, before she got her arm broke. But we're talking about present wrestlers. Rosemary still wrestles, though. Rosemary still wrestles. Um, She's probably wrestling for indies and stuff, but because I can't choose Tessa Blanchard in that spot, I will choose somebody who kind of, like, socioeconomically and, like, within the social climate is in a different spot. I'm choosing Rosemary. She's a hardcore wrestler. She's kind of like a Moxley. So she's a she's a wild card within a five man match or a five person right. match. 
right. So I'm choosing rosemary. That's fine. Throw some trash cans around. Fuck you up. But my fifth pick is going to bring it all around. And Patch, then what do you got? My fifth pick is uh, the person that will take those trash cans and turn them into something beautiful. And that is uh, the longest reigning AEW women's champion, Britt Baker, DMD. Eh. If you eh Britt Baker one more time, I will run across this table and smack you. She's a Brit, tough, she's a tough son of a bitch. Britt Baker tough, fucking she's a tough son of a bitch. I get rips that. it. I like her better than Becky. 100%. That's crazy, but all right. One hundred percent like her better than Becky. I mean, I would put them up together. I don't. I don't know this hate for Becky, but he shows uh, all AEW women besides Sasha. Oh really? Well, she's not WWE anymore either. So. I mean, you picked the ones that I would have... Well, no, I picked Becky, didn't I? You did. Yeah. So, your list so far, you chose Sasha as your first pick. Becky as your second, which that's a great one-two punch. Um, Nyla, Sheeta, and Britt Baker. That's yeah. a good five. I think that's a good five. So far, my five is Charlotte, Jade Cargill, Naomi, and Rosemary. Now, because... I could not have Tessa Blanchard as my last pick. Because. Let's just, He's bringing up Tessa I'm Blanchard. Putting that in, like, Tessa Blanchard is canceled she, forever. She did some fucked up shit, but because I cannot choose. And yeah, fuck her for that. Yeah, fuck Tessa Blanchard. If I was a woman, I would slap her in the face. But I'm not a woman. I would just um, cancel her from but conversations she from now on. But, so, for my fifth pick, because my fifth pick was Rosemary, and she is more of a car crash style type of woman. I'm going to have to get an anchor that can take this team to the next level. No one is ready for Oscar. Oh, dude. Oscar. Oscar is going on my team. And I didn't want to put another See, WWE that's woman. See, that's what's cool about like not writing these down beforehand because I would have picked Oscar as my first pick, as like my Brock Lesnar. So let's be real. In the last, like, in the last year, she's cooled off. As a person that's watched WWE, sure, but it's but still, she's still Asuka. One of the best professional. It's still wrestlers. one of the best professional Asuka, wrestlers that exist. Men or women, regardless, Asuka is up there, and I will say Asuka's a better wrestler than Roman Reigns. I right. love Roman Reigns. All right, so we did we did our Survivor Series team. Let's 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 review it. We let's have we it. have really good ones. Let's review it. Um, you want to review it? You got so each and every line is uh, you know the other. I don't know if you can read my hand. So. Aaron has uh we, we already talked about the men's. Uh the women's one, um I would say it would be a it would be a close contest. I like, think women would be closer have, to men's. I think my men's team will whoop your men's team's ass. I women think, would be a better match. I think that's crazy to say because we're gonna you're put a, polls up. a tag team uh, that are of four foot five people <laughs> while I have Brian Cage and Samoa Joe on the other side. Uh, but acting like I don't have Okada. I have and, Kenny Omega. And, and what do Randy you want? Orton, and Randy Orton. Who won most team. of those matches? I think Okada did actually. But <laughs> exactly. Okada wins all the time. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, but Sasha. Um, I got Sasha, Becky. You have Jade, which is great. You have Charlotte, which is great. Uh, Naomi. Naomi and Cheetah are actually like a pretty cool matchup, I think. That's a great matchup. I think I that's that a match. fun that's matchup. A good match. I think the women's is very interesting. The women that Rosemary, I don't really know. I just remember that she got fucked I up by Tessa, so we had to yeah, do Rosemary. Um, but 
Shout out to Patrick for being the man who uh, reels me in on this podcast. Britt <laughs> Brit Baker is Brit's a hard a motherfucker. Britt and Charlotte. I'd love to see that match. Britt and Charlotte, that would be a fucking WrestleMania main event. All right. We're getting... So we were going to do like a Survivor Series of all time. We can, I think, we can scratch I think, that I think for we like can scratch B-sides. that. We'll do it we for do another... For B-sides. We'll do it for another podcast. We'll and do we it, can just we'll do, do it, wrap we'll do it up of the year for now. Yeah. So I just want to do like a wrap up of the year. And I have two questions. And... Uh, and I think this will wrap up this podcast fine. And if you like listening to let's us, go like, let's go forever. 30 minutes on this at least. At least on the, on the end of the year and our performers. Let's go 30 minutes on this at least. I just, I mean, we don't have. For before editing. <laughs> FTR. <laughs> so we're just going to, we're going to like do like a finishing off thing. That's just like some fun, uh, some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have like uh, match of the year and performer of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Are we gonna get into current events for one second? Can we just for for like a second let's tackle current events? We can get, yeah, we can get, actually. So we just got like uh we got like two questions for the end of the show, and we have uh we have match of the year, and then we have performer of the year. Um, I know both of mine like very succinctly, um, and I would rather hear what Aaron's are because. Uh, I know what mine are, and I have crazy talking points about them. Um, but Aaron, just like start off by being like, "What's your match of the year?" So, I'll say match of the year. Uh, to preface, I have not seen any of Final Battle yet, um, and I've heard a lot of talk about the FTR and Briscoe's match. And I love both of those guys. Earlier in the podcast, everyone heard me say that FTR is on my Survivor Series team, so I love their work. Um, but since I have not seen that show, um, rounding up and seeing most of the the shows this year that were premium live events or hub uh, pay-per-views, my match of the year for this year is easily, hands down, going to be Gunther and Sheamus. At Clash, at Clash of the Castle. Of the Castle. God damn, dude. That I match, don't think that's a hot take because everybody that match loved was that match. really fucking good. It made me like realize how much I loved Sheamus wrestling again. or just wrestling in general. But like, it's like fuck Sheamus wrestling. I mean, Sheamus too for sure. Where the fuck did this selling come from that Sheamus 100%. had? Like, I have never seen that in selling, any of his right. matches. He one hundred percent right. He fucking sold like he was one of like the he was Shawn greatest, Michaels wrestling yeah, like, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah. he was Seamus, and he was literally <laughs> getting fucking stabbed through the heart by Gunter's by hand. His, by his fucking chops. It's funny because, um, and this goes back to the beginning conversation we had at the beginning of the podcast, which is is beautiful. It ties it all up like a bow, even though I've been all over the place like a rambunctious bull in a china shop. But um, my, my brother used to tell me, like, when I first started watching wrestling again, like, and there were certain people that... I would be like, oh, they're cool, but like, blah, blah, blah. And Seamus is one of those people, right? Because when I first started watching, The Shield was real hot. Um, Dolph was still kind of hot. Um, it was a lot of young people that were hot. And Seamus I'd heard about, and I'd never really seen anything that impressed me. And I think even if I was a person that uh, had grew up watching Seamus, I would have never really been that impressed with Seamus. But seeing that, Invested me into Sheamus, and now as a I'm invested fan, in Sheamus. I want Sheamus to fight Roman Reigns. I want Sheamus to fight for the title. I've seen that match. I started that match since I started rewatching. I've never cared about Sheamus, and uh, 
that one match like made me be like, holy shit. And that's I am what, down to that's, fucking that's what want to me Sheamus. made that match of the year is that not only did it put Gunther over in a way that he's never well, besides the Ilya Dragonoff match in NXT a couple years ago. Um, and the matches he had with Ricochet and NXT and a lot of the stuff he did when they appeared before. Not only did that put Sheamus over to a mainstream audience, I mean, not Sheamus, Gunther, um, but it also revitalized Sheamus. Like, it put the battery in the back of Sheamus like it did to, what's like, I'm trying to think of a person that, like, we grew up watching that, like, we saw somebody, they worked with somebody that made them revitalize like that. Like, like when I saw, um, you know, you know, um, it's like the it's like what you wish that Triple H and Booker T would have been when Triple H worked with Booker T, even though sure. it wasn't like that. Yeah. Or like when Booker T and Stone Cold had the the, the brawl in the in the in the, in the fucking um market. In the market, yeah. That's it made you go, oh shit, Booker T, like we saw and now they're together. It's like okay, Seamus and Gunther are together. Like, oh shit. And not only did it do that, but it elevated everybody that was involved with that. And for me, my favorite wrestler one of my top three to five wrestlers the last like ten years has been Pete Dunne, and the fact that he was now call him by his name. The fact that you're not call, Butch, call fuck Butch, by Pete Dunne. Butch. But the fact that he was involved they in that brought program, Nikki Cross back, but they couldn't bring Pete Dunne, Pete back, Dunne right? back. I think that also is another thing is that like that elevated um, the brawling brutes to another level, and people who didn't know who Butch was. You know, and also people that didn't know who uh, Giovanni, whatever his name is now, they're not going by their fucking old Imperium names, but all the Marcel Balafu, those or however you say it, those guys. Um, so to me, that was match of the year. Based off of that, yeah. like you gave a good synopsis of that. Like, so what would your performer of the year be? Who Who is like your standout? And I hate to go WWE again. So before I go with my perform, my real performer of the year. I will say that um, <laughs> I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. And I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Before I say what my real performer of the year is, I would say that outside of what they did in the ring, because professional wrestling is an entertainment company, CM Punk would be my outside of the ring performer of the year. And I, I am so pissed about how that whole situation went. Because I'm he, just, I'm because, just because there was because so much he potential. He potentially, he potentially has ruined the, the um. He potentially has ruined the reputation of a whole entire company, in my opinion, from how he acted, but from how he acted personally, he could have been my performer of the year. But because of all that other shit, rode overrode that. My performer of the year is Sami Zayn, and the reason Sami Zayn is my performer of the year is because not only, not only. Did Sami Zayn put himself into the World Heavyweight Championship picture without even thinking, acting like he's doing it? Because we all know that he's right beside Roman Reigns. So there's going to come a point where, he, where he's going to get a shot for that title. There has to at this point because of how hot he is. Not only did he do that, but he made people like Jim Cornette, who hated him and Kevin Owens, or Kevin Steen at the time, or El Generico at the time, that literally he cut his teeth with. They hated working with those people. Or those people hated working with him. He made them say, man, everything he does on it, on TV every week is amazing. And when you can make somebody like that say that you are the best wrestler in the industry right now, man, Sam, Sami Zayn is telling stories on a whole nother level right now. Sami Zayn is telling stories 
better than Triple H told stories when he married Stephanie McMahon after Test was supposed to be married to her. <laughs> Sami Zayn is telling stories better, better than The Undertaker told stories when he changed from the corporate fucking dead man to the American badass. So that's my... I, so... Sami Zayn. So here's my thing. I'll, I'll start off by saying I picked two. And I thought it was only best to pick two. Because I thought this was going to be like a very AEW heavy night. And I picked like a good amount of WWE people. Um, I kind of kept it, you know, similar. But like my WWE person was going to be Sami Zayn. Uh, 100%. The, the person that I watch... Yeah, I mean, WWE, I don't watch a lot of. I watch pay-per-views. My wife, who, like, hates wrestling, hates wrestling, uh, I tried to get out to watch, like, Stone Cold's return on uh, WrestleMania. She couldn't care less. Really? She the, watched, Recently with Kevin Owens? She couldn't, she yeah, couldn't, she couldn't well, give I a shit. Well, I understand that. I understand that. She couldn't that. give a shit. I understand that. But yeah. the one thing that she watched and, like, had the a blast with and was like, who the fuck is this dude? I really love it. Was the Sami Zayn jackass match? It was amazing. It and, was amazing. Nobody else and it was got a match Sammy like that. Sami Zayn fucking like Nobody made else. that match. He just bumped his ass off and like. Did you watch did, the interview that he did with Stone Cold about he was talking about it? And like you should watch I, that on the on the network. Or I Peacock think I now. did, but I'll and he watch and he literally it, yeah. said like that's one of my favorite. He literally said that's one of my favorite things I've ever done because a lot of people would not look at it as something that should be respected. But he was like so much work went into that. And well, I'm so proud. He said that's his favorite match of all time. So I mean, I thought I thought it was amazing, and I think he would say something different now that he's doing this bloodline thing. I don't think which, he would. I think until then, that's probably in his mind still his favorite. But match. I think I think this is the best shit Sami Zayn's ever done. Best shit he's done. And that's, he's, that's probably he's been favorite. he's been like literally like one of my favorite wrestlers for so long, and uh, it's really cool. It's 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 like if Shinsuke if Shinsuke like popped mm-hmm. up and like finally like was in a main storyline. And with you somebody. saw the match that him and Shinsuke had right live. In I saw, uh, no, I saw Shinsuke and Samoja. Cause that to me is the best wrestling match of the last 10 years. Him what? versus Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh yeah. Brooklyn. The first. And I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is the best match of the last 10 years. In my opinion. I don't think it was in Brooklyn. Was it? I can't remember, but it was at an Inisky take. I th- it was either Brooklyn or Chicago. Because takeover that was in Brooklyn was Samoa. It was Joe Brooklyn versus- or Chicago. But it was the one where Shinsuke won the belt from Samoa and it was really cool. Shinsuke's um, debut was against Sammy at yeah, Takeover. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember that's which what one it is. Was, um, so going off of that, like Sammy would have been my WWE pick, uh, but my AEW pick, and uh, like basically, if you talk to like any of my friends that I watch wrestling with. Um, They'll tell you this too. I lose my shit whenever. Uh, let me preface this with saying uh, I was born in Wanta, Long Island, and uh, forget about our it. fucking golden boy this year, Zack Ryder. Uh, that that would not be the case. Uh, <laughs> our golden boy MJF rose to the top this year. I'm not mad at that. I love MJF, MJF, I think, is Everyone the best MJF. performer of the year. I think you could fucking... You, look, you can't hurt that man. That man is untouchable. You saw on, like, Dynamite this week where Ricky Starks did one of the best comeback promos against MJF I've ever seen. And the MJF... Best, the best. And MJF, best. like, didn't even look... He didn't even look worried. Like, he just was, like, smirking, like... I'm about to have fun 
in this feud. I don't know. He looked a little worried no, for a second. No, 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 no. But no, that no, might have no. just been theatrics, but he looked a little... Because in the CM Punk feud, he looked worried at times. You uh, could CM tell. Punk, I think Ricky Starks is better talking to CM but Punk. But he's, he's, he's friends with Ricky Starks. Watching and, Ricky Starks. And just seeing Ricky Starks like talk mad shit. You could tell he he kept smirking. He kept uh, smiling a little bit. I like, remember. I remember like, this. Ah, it's about to go off, and that was great. And then you think about like uh, it, it sucks that we can't get into current events, but we will eventually. We will but, eventually. But continue. But continue. But, uh, but, continue. but um, have to be saying that. But continue. But uh, I would say like what a year he's had. Like he's got the belt at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and then earlier this year. I thought it was last year. I didn't realize until like looking this up. Uh, his CM Punk and him with the dog collar match was this year, and it was fucking brutal I saw and amazing. Parts of that match and it was it was pretty good. And he was yeah. the the promos back and forth with CM Punk. He's gotten in look, great shape. CM too. Punk. He's can, gotten in better shape than he was in. He was already shape. in good shape, but he's, he's gotten in good he's shape. cut up now. He was already like, but he's gotten cut up. He's in good shape and. Uh, I think right now he's at the top of his game, and I think it's only going to get better. I think he, you know, this is his first run. This is like the the dip into the water of MJF as champion, and I think he's going to fuck up a little bit maybe. I think he's not going to like be able to be a person that holds it for a long time. I think he's going to lose the belt and then come back as a fucking phenom, like one of the best wrestlers that have ever done it. Um I think he has that potential. And I think his wrestling matches are amazing. Like he's made fun of, of being like a dude that doesn't take a lot of bumps, but it's like he can wrestle his Why ass would off, you though. why would you I mean, bump hold, on, him? Hold, on, hold on. Anybody that watched him in MLW, like before he was in AEW, knows that Maxwell Jacob Friedman, he can fucking wrestle. I mean, but yeah, but like you don't even have to take like crazy bumps or anything when MJF is doing Literally the best fucking like hand head rakes. He and has like he has the best the back rakes. I've back seen rakes since, since like, fucking Ric Flair. For you sure. don't have to. You for don't sure, have yeah. to hurt this he, man sure. doing flips. Like he's just gonna fucking hurt you he in is, the ring. He is what the Miz wishes that he was. Like I mean, the I think Miz, they're different, but yeah, I can look, I can see that he is like 2007 or 2019. Bro, you want to know? You know? You want to know something funny? Rooms. I was watching Survivor Series. And I forgot, like, AEW to WWE, how many people do missile drop kicks in WWE? Oh, yeah. And there's nobody that does them in AEW. Because they want to do fucking missile fucking moonsaults. All right, don't start. They want to, oh, twinkle toes. (laughs) Shout out. uh, Don't shout out. All right, but but going off of MJF, (laughs) I think, is, like, a good segue into my match of the year. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot you didn't do that yet. Which is um, the Briscoes and FTR. Pause. Yeah, I think it's perfect. My match of the year is uh, you, you know, we said earlier that you haven't seen it, but my match of the year is uh, definitely um, Briscoes FTR three. I think it's uh, definitely the bloodiest match I've seen all year. Reach for the sky, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they play that song way too much. Uh, 
they because there's like an after credits thing, uh, after match thing where no they, way that's some real Ring of Honor shit. They I love keep that. they keep coming back in that. and to having to like yeah going like, back out and they just keep replaying the song over is, and over again. Is, so is it their still original theme yeah, song? It's, like, dun, 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 it's the one that like starts dun, dun, off with dun, dun, the fucking uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking awesome. Um, but definitely like the most brutal match that I've seen. Are these dog fish all eggs? year. You're the man, but continue. The most brutal match that I've seen all year. Like, literally, like, blew me the fuck away. Um, I don't have much to say about it other than, like, you know how good FTR is. 100%. And the you Briscoe. know how good and brutal the fucking Briscoes are. And Jay and, and Mark. Both but them both. Great. But then, they're them boys. And Even though then, he's a uh, white guy with dreads, I still, love, I still love Jay. Only white dude with dreads every, that every, I can every, condone. To be fair... And we're going to keep this in the pod, to be fair. Juice Robinson doesn't get the fit in. <laughs> and neither does Bray Wyatt. Jay Charities. seems like an awesome guy. He seems like dudes we grew up with. Uh, That's what draws me even more into their matches. Is they're like, those dudes, the Briscoes, seem like dudes that we like grew up in Mechanicsville. Like, oh, yeah. Like, come yeah, on, they're just going to say some crazy shit. I got a mattress shit. in my backyard. Do a and fucking spot. And then you get 18, and then you leave, and you're like, <laughs> damn. They're, that like, was oh, weird, I, they're right? like, oh, I got six kids now. Want to meet my kid, Bubba? <laughs> shit like but anyway continue um i just i just thought it was an amazing match i thought ftr was down for everything the briscoes wanted to do they had the big like ecw pile on the chairs kind of spots two of them and which they, they is probably crazy did it good. they probably did it good they did it really people. fucking like, good so so there was a recent sandman didn't take it as good as the briscoes i don't know did. if when we were watching the war game shit of course like and this is just getting out of bounds but the women's match there was a lot of spots in that War Games match that were like kind of ECW-ish spots that were really bad. Like they had a lot of there was a spot with a bunch of chairs and the women do that a lot. And not I thought it was just women, like a I thought honestly, but there's a good way to do it. And I'm sure in that match they did it there was, well. There was a little disconnect in that match, but definitely at the end with Becky doing the fucking leg oh, drop yeah. off oh, yeah. the and top of the and cage. That's neither here nor there. Can we talk about? But yeah. can we say something real quick? As much as a, a hater, leg drop, as much is, you texted me with that earlier. But a leg a drop is goaded for all time. And if you're gonna take a bump and you're doing a leg drop bump, I, I would rather take a moonsault than a fucking take a leg drop. Than a leg like drop, yeah, for like sure, for sure. Like leg that's why, drops just. Ladies and gentlemen, when you see Matt Hardy walk. That's why he walks that way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. That's why he walks When that you way. see Hulk Hogan's racist ass walk, <laughs> that's that's why he's walking like that. I will always go for Hulk Hogan over Tessa Blanchard. But anyway, continue. This is going to be a great running theme. The that's because he's the greatest. The running theme of this podcast is That's because when Hulk you were a child, he was the greatest black wrestler of all time. The running theme of this podcast is Hulk Hogan over Tessa. We should make t-shirts of that. Continue. Oh <laughs> um, continue. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm talking. just saying. I'm just saying. Like FTR and the Briscoes, I thought was oh, man. Uh, as good as it gets. Like Maybe I don't we should think do a walk along of that match. We should do a uh, watch along. We should do a watch along of that match. Yeah, walk along. If we should uh, walk uh, along a TV. Because <laughs> all right. So for those who don't know, the first uh, uh, practice run we did, we did a walk uh, watch along of uh, was it? Um, well, no, no, no. This will be easy. I'll uh, do this in like an hour. But yeah, I just think uh, they're two of the best tag teams today. Um, you could make the case for the Young Bucks. Um, I don't think the Young Bucks are currently... I mean, I think before, in years before, they've been on this level. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't think, you know, with everything that went on this year, and then even when they were around, when the second young, uh, when the second FTR uh, Briscoe's match happened and they came out at the end, everybody kind of like booed them because I think it's just FTR and the Briscoe's year. You know, the Briscoe's have been kept back, they're not allowed on AEW. So, which is weird. I uh, mean, with everybody else from Ring of Honor being up there, and the same with FTR. It's, it's because of the FTR has kind of been treated that same way too, which is like really weird. Well, the the Briscoes. I want to get into the Briscoes aren't allowed on because of uh, the the TV station wouldn't done, allow them. They've done way less worse than a lot of other people on that show. Like, I know, but yeah, you know, it's, which is you know. like that's why we got to get into that. But anyway, continue. Um, but what I will say is, I just think uh, that was the match that stands out the most to me. And if I were to like. If if I were to go like past that and be like, what was it before then? I would be like the second Briscoes and FTR I was match. Ask like you it's so, like yeah. So that was my next question as a contrarian. Is like all three of them have the been one. absolute fucking bangers. So okay, this so let's year. so let's super contrarian it as we're closing out the show. Um, if you could not choose one of the trilogy of the FTR Briscoes match, what would your other Match of the year be like that you that was a runner up that you thought because for me I really had to think oh I did, to, for me I didn't have to think at all. Uh, I love AEW, mm-hmm. but it's hard to compare the two when you get to like a WrestleMania pay per view. Depends on your where style. Where it's like, but it's like it's just crazy because like no matter what anybody does in the match, you have a fucking generation Brock of people and watching. I will say Brock and Roman at SummerSlam. Where, I would where, say where, they, uh, where, where he drove the fucking um the the shit in and lifted the forklift and lifted the ring up. Oh, that shit was tight. I really love that match. That might be um, uh, maybe right there. You know, I really really WWE love that has match. been stepping their game up really hard. Like like WWE I, WWE is at their best level since the Attitude Era. I mentioned sure. I mentioned it earlier, but I I have like a tie. Mine is a tie, and it goes back to like AEW, but not really. Um, so my tie is first off, I said it earlier. Uh. Bianca and Becky at WrestleMania. I thought that was a fucking fantastic match. And then my second, uh, or like my tie for first is uh, Seth and Cody. That was an awesome match. That was the the, the WrestleMania one, not the not the. The WrestleMania one was better than the Hell in Cell, Cell one. one. But I think the story in the second one was better than the story in the first one. But the match was better than the first one. No, because I loved Seth being like. This is well, my well, fucking well, house. Well, Cody was hurt. Like, well, you well, can't that, wrestle that's here. That's a story. That's a story. I know. Cody that's was That's the hurt. story that came out of it. But in the spur of the moment, yeah. just watching it, you Their get to see. first match was better, but Cody was hurt, so he couldn't wrestle as good in the second one. But the story, the visual of seeing his, his, his hurt. or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like, I, I think, I think yeah. just seeing Seth being like, all right, let me play the character that's like, you can't come in here and take mm-hmm. over my company. Yeah. And he did it so fucking perfectly. I think AEW had a lot of really good matches this year, too. Like, AEW always has, like... AEW Bar none. Bar none has better matches. matches than WWE. I mean... Like, bar none. Like, um... It was, uh... You had all the fucking, uh... The, the match the Bucks won the trio championships in. Like, that oh, match that was, was amazing. Great. That was you know, great, and even the match that came back—not the—not the one they just recently won, but the one before before they got suspended. That one was really good too. But think about you know? think about the start of the year where Brian Danielson came in mm-hmm. and had those sixty-minute classics with Willa everybody. Really, you and Daniel Garcia's match on TV 
for the pure championship for ROH. Amazing. Also a great match, too. Amazing. You know? But just think of, like, you know, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page. They had that 60-minute fucking match I fucking where they Hangman. were bleeding. That was, a, that was an awesome And match. it was amazing. Hangman's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. You had period. the Kenny yeah. one before Kenny disappeared for yeah. eight months. I, mean, I haven't seen that one. I need to go back and watch that one, actually. It's amazing. People are going to make fun of me hearing this, but yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Kenny's on there. He's being a fucking anime villain, as usual. <laughs> He's being <laughs> like, I'm going to destroy your Because I'm going to go too deep into shit, but... So your match of the year was the Briscoes and FDR. Match of the year was uh, my match of the year was Hug Gunther and Sheamus. I think that you know most people will see that as neck and neck. Um, but yeah, man, like we've we've gone pretty deep into the first episodes. I gotta go to sleep, but uh, but yeah, thanks everybody that uh, decided to listen <laughs> listen this Let's far listen. into this, um, and uh, we'll be stay, back to do another one soon. Stay permanent. Don't wash those marks off. <laughs> We're always going to be marks. Let's go into overtime. Let's just keep talking and going overtime. Permanent marks, baby.